Welcome to Call Your Girlfriend, a podcast for long distance besties everywhere. She's Ann Friedman. She's Aminatu So. And I'm executive producer Gina Delvac. And I thought you Yay! were gonna, I thought you were gonna introduce Gina. Look at that. I was I was really thinking we were gonna trade off and but I love the I, you know, I love that Gina just takes the initiative to pop in because like <laughs> love love to have you here, Gina. And um even if people can't hear you every week, you're always popping in. So I'm so happy to be here. I did come here to make friends. Um <laughs> Wow, I <laughs> I'm only laughing because there is a new Netflix show that's basically the real world. It's like all these twenty something year olds that move to Austin to learn each other, and I was like, wow, just wait until until they until they they stop being polite and start getting real. Who's gonna tell them? <laughs> I, I feel like my headline for this episode is not "I came here to make friends," but "I came here to keep friends." <laughs> wow. Yeah, what's on the agenda this week? Well, I think there's only one thing on the agenda this week. I don't do the agenda, but maybe I'll do it this week. Go for it. Do it. On this week's agenda, very big news from Call Your Girlfriend. Oh, my God. I thought you were just going to give the news. Me too. Well, I can give the news. Here's the headline. The headline is that we are winding down this podcast. Yeah, like a forever wind down, not a break like we have taken and talked about before. What? Just kidding. I'm really sad, but also um, congratulations, you know? Yeah, I mean, I feel like the reason we're able to joke about this is because it's something we've been talking about for a long time. And um, it's it's sort of like, you know, when, when two people break up and one person has been like breaking up in their heart and head for a long time and then like drops it on the other person. I feel like that's what's <laughs> going on. It's like internally we decided that this is something we needed and wanted to do. And we are like now dropping it on our beloved listeners who might not have been so clued in. It's true. But also we're not breaking up with each other. Ugh, yes. That's important to say up front, maybe. I think so. I mean, one of the first questions we wrote for this episode is, why are we winding down and why now? Well, I will say that it definitely does not feel like a breakup at all because, or maybe it feels like a breakup with audio, but it does not feel like a breakup with um, with the two of you. Um And I don't know, Gina, I guess to answer your question, it's a couple of things, right? Because this is a conversation we've been having for like more than a year at this point. Um, I will say that, you know, part of the reason um, for me at least is like 1000% like brain burnout, you know, and I don't think it's the pandemic. I think it's a lot of things, but the pandemic definitely accelerated it for me. Um, And also some like health stuff in the background. I just... I feel tired, you know, and I felt like really tired for a long time. I really mean that like creatively, honestly, because I think that I can handle like admin burnout or like, you know, like the, like the business part burnout because, well, not because, but like 100% because like you and Anne, like <laughs> keep those, that train running, you know what I mean? But I think that like, for me, the big wake up call was like, oh, creatively, like I am not bringing my best self and I don't have any good ideas anymore, you know? 
Yeah, I mean, I feel a little bit of that for sure. I mean, I think also, um, you know, I think about the ways that our friendship, I mean, all three of us, has evolved since 2014 when we started making this show. And and then I think about the kind of container that we created that was the show. And like that hasn't changed as much as maybe our individual lives have and the way that like, you know, our friendships and dynamics mm-hmm. have. And so it, it feels a little bit like... Um, God, I'm just like full of metaphors today. I apologize. But it feels a little bit like, you know, like that item in your closet where you're like, I don't really want to wear that anymore. I love it. It was like so good to me for years. Like, but it's like maybe not the thing for right now. Like that's, that's kind of where I'm at. It's like, I feel you on like it served you very well. Yeah, and I still like love and have affection for it. I'm like, that is a beautifully made garment. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I think I, I have like nothing but good feelings. And at the same time, I'm like, I just, you know, I'm ready to wear something else. I can only talk about my feelings in deep metaphor. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yeah. Like clothing metaphor. This is yeah. so thrifting metaphors. <laughs> thrifting metaphors. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. And for me, I think some of it has come down to time too that there are so many doors that have opened for all of us from deepening our relationships with one another and with all of you who've been listening to the show that like career opportunities have changed our lives have changed jobs have changed I'm working full-time at Spotify these days I don't know if you know that the two hosts of this show wrote a New York Times best-selling book and our worlds have kind of grown and evolved and not outgrown the show but I think things have changed in the original passion and drive that brought us to this as a primary creative space each week like those factors have shifted here's the thing Gina like hearing you say that one um you are a really thoughtful person you're both exceedingly thoughtful even just listening to both of you just like tell me your reasons for why um you know it's kind of the end of the road for the show really affirms my like deep down good feelings that this is a great idea you know because I like clearly I've been thinking about this for a really long time um shout out to my therapist who uh has also been thinking about this for a long time but one of the things I think like the point where I'm at like asking myself all the time is like why do endings have to feel so tortuous you know what I mean torturous is that like how you say that word you know, and I think it's why I was rejecting Anne's like breakup metaphor earlier is that <laughs> I don't think I've ever left anything in like good shape before. You know, it's always like you have to leave because the thing falls apart. You know, like it's like you leave because you break up with your partner or you leave because you you don't like your co-host anymore or you leave because there's no more money in the business or you leave because, you know, like a number of things have fallen apart. And here I um, or at least like speaking for myself alone, um, I feel I feel good that like our dynamic is good. I feel good that our business is good. I f- you know what I mean? It's like, I feel good that like call your girlfriend itself is good, but I, I definitely feel, um, you know, low level agita about like, just like leaving for, for, for like no bad reason. We're only leaving for good reasons. Mm-hmm. And I've never had that kind of ending before in anything in life. I feel some of that leaving for good reasons stuff too. I mean, and I think, um, you know, I, one reason why I'm actually really excited to like 
you know, consciously uncouple from our working relationship is that like, I, I love you both so much personally. And I actually like, I'm excited for an era of both of our friendships where there's never a lingering like agenda item. That's like a business thing, or there's never maybe something we didn't get to during the work week that we kind of slot into our personal catch up time. Like I'm just so excited to be both of your friend and like obviously forever professional supporter, but like, you know, I'm so excited for friend to be the top line and kind of like the only headline of both of our relationships. Yeah, that feels true and like very good to me. I know I'm like, I'm sitting with that feeling and I think I'm the cheesiest of the three of us. So I'll just like jump in with my corny words of affirmation, which is I truly have never felt closer to each of you. Like, I think that our friendships to me feel like in the most tender place that they've been. And some of that is having now had many years of getting to see how you both work separately and together, which is with so much passion, so much humor, so much creativity, like could never have asked for better coworkers, more fun or efficient meetings, I have to say. But that also like my love for you feels fuller and more overflowing than it ever has. Gina. Same. Like, hard same. Gina, now I'm really regretting mailing back your shirt to you. I wish I was wearing it right now and just, like, weeping. I'm wearing it right now. And softly weeping. Ugh. <laughs> I showed up to Amina's house covered in sweat because I forgot what it was to walk in New York in the end of summer. And she gave me a clean shirt, sent my shirt out to be dry cleaned, and then mailed it home to me because oh, she's a good friend. I should have kept it. It looks so good. Um... Also, you weren't sweaty. You were just glowy. Yeah, this is the problem. We just want to love each other all the time. So there's no more time to do work together. Sorry. <laughs> that's, that's, my, that's my real headline. You know, and the other thing, too, like that Gina touched on, like we're all, um, and Anne, like you touched on this, too, like the way that we do the show has never changed, but every other part of our lives has changed. And and I think that, like, for me, for a long time, I've had, like, real pangs of wanting to try something new. And the the amount of time that is allotted to, like, running the small company a lot of times means that, like, I can't do that. And so I feel both, like, really trepidatious, but also very excited to be like, okay, I want to go be bad at something else, you know? Like, I want to be, be bad at something else and I want to learn and I want to, like figure out like a new like kind of a new way of being at work and and I'm like it's the first time in a long time that like professionally I'm scared and that's actually a really good feeling for me I just like I had gotten really complacent and comfortable here because I work with professionals and I just needed like a little bit of fear and the fear is good so what about that why now part of the question Part of the why now is definitely that like we work in this like yearly cycle, right? Like one of my, um, one, one of the things that honestly like feel has felt like very true and real to the, the rhythm of this show is that at some point every year, whether we do it like emotionally or we do it in person is that we have like a check-in about like, you know, like it's like, oh, like what's the state of the business? And especially early on, I really appreciated those conversations that we had that were really focused on like, how much time, how much of your professional time does like call your girlfriend take versus like how much of your income it is, for example. And so like knowing that like kind of ratio for me for a long time, it was like, okay, like this is a commitment that I'm doing both like to the podcast and to our advertisers and to like, you know, my own learning. But it's also like 
beyond that, it's a contract to like, you know, the well-being and happiness and the ability of like my my work wives to buy shoes. And, you know, and I'm like, and I don't know, it's like, it's something that I'd consider for a long time. And I think that like, you know, in the last couple of years, again, like work has shifted for all of us. And, you know, the podcast was like more time than it was, I would say like either creatively like fulfilling or financially was maybe not the most important thing that we were doing or you know whatever goals we had set for like growth like because the three of us had like very different goals for for wanting to like do this project together um you know I feel like we had like kind of reached all of those and so there was the natural question of like what's next and you know and the the what's next of like running a podcast is not like thrilling to me again you know like we say this ad nauseum people have been listening to us from the beginning are probably sick of this but like we never got into podcasting because one of us was like, what if we started a podcast company? You know, we kind of like half-assed our way into it, the business part at least. And so I think that that's, um, for me, it's like why it's it feels like very natural that like at this point, like end of the year for like both like contact, contractual reasons, but also for like emotional, like personal fulfillment reasons, this time feels real and good. I do think it can be really hard when you have the kinds of careers that the three of us have, which are, which is to say like we're lucky enough to kind of cobble together. Maybe that's like too, maybe that's not right. We're, we're, we're lucky enough to be able to really apply ourselves creatively toward what we want to do professionally. And like, maybe it's not a hundred percent creative fun all the time, but like we do kind of have a lot of control over the way our working hours break down. And I, and I do think like paying attention to this question of like, okay, like we're, we're all at a place where we can see the numbers shifting or seeing like how much um, energy we have for CYG shifting and just acknowledging that together is, um, I don't know, maybe there's not like a clear why now it's sort of like a why now, but like, like a very long period over which we've been talking about this. You know, it's not like why now in December of 2021, it's more about like a kind of phase of this podcast, I guess. Well, I guess like in a way, why is also because we're the bosses, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> <'cause> we can, <laughs> that's, the, that's the other, like that's the other thing about like having a functional work relationship with your friends where the three of us like run everything is that, you know, I like, I think that when I approached this conversation with you both, like early on, I was like, hi, like, I don't think I want to keep doing this again, but I'm like so happy if the two of you want to keep doing this in some way, shape or form. And that was like a very much like a, you know, like that was like a very true um, and like heartfelt intention. But I like, I don't know. It's like, I credit like you, um, you, Anne and Gina so much for like, for that not feeling like a really scary conversation in a way that like, I don't know, in, in a different iteration, like I've, I've quit jobs on the spot where it like felt scarier, <laughs> even though I knew what I was going to do next than this. And here I was like, well, we like, we make, all, we call all the shots. And I am like really proud of us that at the end of the day, like this thing belongs to us, like down to like when we tear it apart, you know, that feels, um, mm. I have a deep sense of satisfaction about that. I also think there's a realm where we could flip the why now question where we all started to ask why now call your girlfriend like mm. something that was deeply meaningful and creatively sparky in 2014 applying the same filter that we would any new project and I'll speak for myself I think there's a while where we've been 
motivated by the love of one another and the love of the community that we've built here, but not necessarily the passion for this individual project, if mm-hmm. it's if I can be so bold to say that, um, that didn't feel like it was fair to all of the effort that goes into making it, all of the dedication that listeners spend their time with us, and then how we wanted to relate to one another. Yeah, it's true. And it's also interesting to think about um, our various editorial phases because like, yeah, we definitely Mm. do our business women check-in occasionally, but um, we don't always talk about how we're thinking about like the actual content of the show when we have those check-ins. And, you know, one thing that um, we talk about a lot internally, and I'm, I'm realizing as I listen to you say that, Gina, I'm not sure we've talked about on the show is that, you know, in the early days, it really just was the two of us calling each other. And then at some point, we kind of got sick of that. Like, we were like, you know what, we talk to each other all the time, like, this isn't exciting, we're going to really focus on other voices. And Mm -hmm. like, you know, yeah, we're still going to talk to each other. Obviously, we could talk to each other all day. But um, that's not going to be our our main focus anymore. And then we kind of ran out of steam on that one too. And I don't think we really ever talked about that evolution. And it's really funny, like seeing the way um, our show is talked about is that, you know, you can tell who hasn't listened in a while (laughs) because, uh, you know, we really, we really have evolved it a little bit. And, and I think like even that next step of it being more focused on these interviews with other folks has, has also you know, become something that we've outgrown a little bit. And, you know, then there's also the context, like the context around us, like in the industry, in the media, in our lives, all of that too has really affected it. Yeah. I mean, it's funny hearing you say that like um, the show hasn't, you know, like the the show has evolved or whatever, but I was like, also the business has evolved. (laughs) The Mm. space has evolved. The podcast space today is not what it was in, when did we start doing this? 2014, you know? And it's like, professionalized in a way that um for me at least and for my own like goals and for how I like to be a happy like healthy whole human being in the world um it's not for me it truly is just not for me and I Mm. and it's hard to like decouple this I think for the from the pandemic for me because this like the slow rhythm of life that I've I've had for a while and some of the like health challenges that I've had this year have just really driven home for me, like kind of what my like what my personal capacity is and what my my priorities are. You know, I was like, I uh, I was not born to be a girl boss. I had no aspirations to to girl boss too close to the sun. I also like I don't know, like I love running this business with the two of you, but I think it's because we run it exactly how we want to the idea of like being a business owner in general is not exciting to me. I was like, I don't like this. It's a kind of grind that I just don't love. And I love the ideas. I don't like everything that goes into like executing them almost. And, you know, and I think that that was also like a big wake up call for me because at the end of the day, I was like, the two people I'm accountable to are, um, you know, are the both of you. And if I feel like I am not bringing my best self, then that's not fair to you, you know? And again, I was like, a decision that doesn't feel fraught because it belongs to us. Like, I I shudder to imagine, like, what would be going on with us if we had made the decision of, like, selling to someone else, you know, and then we had to, like, go tell someone that we wanted to close our business. Or if we had, like, some sort of, like, 
prohibitively long contract or, you know, or really if like finances were, we were so entrenched in the finances that it would be hard to, for one of us to walk away. I feel, um, I feel really good about that. Like, you know, I'm like, there are a lot of things that if we went back to the design of this podcast, I would change like a lot of things, frankly, <laughs> like probably, <laughs> probably, uh, yeah, it's like what holds up from 2014. The one thing that I would not change is just how adamant we were about being in charge of our lives. And, mm-hmm. and I think like, that's why we get to land the plane exactly where we want and leave how we want. Can we use this as a segue to things and tropes from this show that have not aged well? Things that we (laughs) would have changed? I heard you use the phrase girl boss, Amina, and I feel like we really rode through the girl boss times, like over the course of this show. Like the rise and fall of the girl boss happened concurrent with the rise and now landing the plane on Call Your Girlfriend. Wow, Gina, I kind of reject that analysis, but I hear Oh, go for it. Tell me. (laughs) Critique away, please. I like, I guess, you know, hmm, actually like time wise, I'm not saying that that's what we did necessarily. Yeah, I think the reason I chafe at it so much is because like, no, I mean, like, I hear what you're saying. And you are correct. I think the reason that it just like brings these like strong feelings up for me is that I am really frustrated that any kind of like wanting to have a business or show of ambition like lumps you in with the girl bosses you know I was like if we had been girl bosses on this podcast we would be sitting on doubloon upon doubloon you know what I mean (laughs) we would be gimlet yeah like we were we were actually the anti-girl bosses which is why everything has been hard for us you know what I mean like truly (laughs) like we were like we we like we have a standard for like how we want people that we work with to be paid. We have a standard for, you know, like ownership and IP. We have a standard for like, you know, like the work life balance that we have. And we have a standard for like, you know, like saying uncomfortable truths like we are not, um, you know, if we had been like congenial, nice bitches every step of the way, uh, we would be billionaires right now. And we are not. So I think that like that's like that's the overwhelming feeling that like the the girl boss era brings for me because I obviously like see it you know and I think that like a lot of things that we resisted branding wise or even just like podcast community wise you know like a running a Facebook page or like doing Instagram or you know like all of the things that you're supposed to do I like we resisted those things for time constraints but I think that more than that we also resisted them because like deep down inside they did not feel good you know like having a strong aesthetic versus like nothing to actually say or show for um that is not the religion of this family and so there was just like no way we were going to do that I know we never made those um Instagram quote card millions We did some things, but like, yeah, it's funny. Gina and I were were chatting and laughing this weekend about the list of things we didn't do or like the things we said no to over the course of running this podcast, which included like 
partnerships with many dubious uh, and wealthy men. Um, what else? Like, I, I yeah, know. the aforementioned Facebook groups, none of that. Like, Every never time I Facebook ask group. you guys about some man in our industry, you're always like, oh, that one's a harasser. That one's in jail. That one's <laughs> on ice. That like, one was brandishing a weapon during a business meeting. Yeah, like, we can't. It's just like, okay, Allegedly. Like, that's where all of our millions went. Thank you. Um, crime. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, like, I like, but I also have no regrets about it. I just, I feel, um, you know, like, I feel that in the, the rat race of capitalism, if the, the prize is supposed to be, like, too much money or, like, an amount of money that means that you've, like, kind of made it, I feel really happy about, um, like, relatively, like, where, where we landed here. Because, again, like, it's the, fr- it's like, we have the freedom to just, like, walk away and say no thank you, you know? And that is not, um, that's something that I don't take for granted at all. Because it would feel, I would feel, like, very tortured right now if I, if we were not having this announcement and I was just, like, sitting at, at home, like, stewing on, like, oh I don't want to show up to work on Monday, you know? Or whatever, whatever day it is that we work together. What else are you proud of that we did do? I I think as someone whose career has been defined at times by what, um, you know, editors outside me are interested in or what, like, I don't know, like forces that are <laughs> better monetized than I am think is important. I am so proud that we built a space where we could decide, actually, this person's voice is important or this mm-hmm. subject matter is important and just give it an hour. Like we didn't have to spend time selling each other on it. I mean, never. We didn't have to spend time selling someone outside our partnership on the worthiness of this idea. We could just like get right into the process of booking the person we wanted on the show or researching the conversation we wanted to have. And like, that is so valuable. Um, I really, I value that in my own creative life, like having that freedom um, in my own political life, <laughs> being able to say like, okay, like, like we built this space where we can each elevate the kinds of topics and people who we want to see elevated. Um, that, that feels incredible to me. That's probably, um, you know, very, very top of the list mm. of things I'm proud of. So real, Anne. I am also, um, you know, not to be the business school idiot of all of us. I am, <laughs> I'm just like really proud of how we, like how we have made decisions together. Like I can't think of one time where one of us pushed back against, you know, like something that they didn't want to do or money that we didn't want to take or you know, like a hard conversation we had to have with like one of our like many partners or like people who support us and and didn't have the other two like 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 in lockstep. That like I don't know. I've never had a working relationship like that where it's like you don't have to spend a million uh, like a million hours explaining the logic behind a decision that you make. You know, like where there was like an implicit trust and also. I feel that like every every time we said no or every time we walked away from something or every time we had to, you know, like really turn our backs on an opportunity, it was always the right decision for us. And I am like really proud of that. I think I'm sitting with gratitude more than pride right now. And when Anne was talking about, I mean, you're both talking about, but like editorially setting our own path um 
I've learned so much from both of you, not just in how we run this business together, but from the interviews you've done, the people that you brought into the show, um, the questions that you would ask, like Anne's interview with Mariam Kaba, I think about mm-hmm. like every week and has changed decisions I've made at work. Um, Amina, your interview with Chanel Miller, I think is one of the most survivor-centered interviews I've ever heard on that topic. And for someone who was giving dozens of interviews in that time, promoting her book, um, I just could hear so much of how you grew as a host, but also bringing the depth of your heart and intellect into that conversation. Like We had conversations that I don't think people have heard before or since. I think women have them amongst ourselves. I think queer people have them amongst ourselves. I imagine people of color have conversations like that in small, intimate groups. I wouldn't know um, being a white person. But I think that we really convened a kind of closeness to subjects that are not often broached. And that was, you know, as the person who spent kind of minutes and seconds listening to every breath of the tape like that gave me such great joy every week I mean maybe it's a good time to say that the back catalog all these episodes are going nowhere like will be um, on this feed or findable Um, Mm -hmm. that's not like disappearing and I'm glad for that you know even though there's probably some episodes early in the catalog where I would love to edit wherever I whatever I said off the cuff I do (laughs) I do I am I am proud of our archive as a whole she's about to cancel herself we love it I know she really is (laughs) that she's about to invite people to go listen line by line and then yeah Mm -hmm. um but it's true 2014 was a different time anyway um yeah, I really, I'm I'm happy to say that the archive will still stand, and even though it'll be bookended, um, will be listenable. Also, we had some of the most iconic episode titles before it was fashionable to do so. My Neck, My Back, My Netflix, and My Snacks is still one of our most listened to episodes of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I forget, did we actually talk about Netflix and snacks in that episode or is it just a title? <laughs> I think so. That was like a 2015 one, I think. Oh, wow. so then it's likely we did just talk about snacks. Yeah. One of the things that I feel just tremendous gratitude for, you know, like for the show, like bringing us together and hearing you talk about these past episodes is that it's just like a record of like our growing up, you know? And there are so many things that, don't age well or don't whatever but I I'm like I never cringe or feel um embarrassed about like who we were it's truly like that was eight years ago and I think that um marginalized people who choose to use their voices to speak out loud in front of other people um are still making a very brave choice and um you know it's better it's better than sitting on the sidelines and just listening and taking sides but I, I feel very grateful for that, that I like grew up with the both of you, that I also watched the two of you grow up. I feel such a gratitude that like the best of politics and the best self that I am is because of things that you've both brought into my life. And that is possible because of the space that we carved on the show. I could never have said that better. Yeah, I feel the exact same way. Like truly. 
Uh, I'm also just aware of how I'm going to have all the feelings about this, like in three weeks. And we will record this episode. I'm just like, my, my poor, slow emotions. I know, Anne and I are both delayed processors. You know what, Anne? Here's the gift that I'm going to give you. One year from now, we'll come back and record a conversation about this. And then you can tell all of us how you feel in the delayed feelings. Amazing. I mean, that's actually a good lead-in to what our what our actual wind-down process is. If, if you'll allow me to It's almost like we're podcasters. Look at these segues. <laughs> wow. Look at, look at them. Look at them. No, no ad breaks? <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So, so basically, uh, we're, we're telling everyone that the show is ending today. But then... And then we're, we're going to have a few more episodes between now and the end of the year. Um, and then we're going to take a little bit of time off, probably... January, and then be back in February 2022 with um, some kind of real farewell episodes, not like the meta conversation where we talk to each other about winding down the show, but like, you know, a last few um, actual episodes of the podcast. So, you know, we, we're not like dropping the mics and running out of the building right now. <laughs> there's sort of, there's a process. And then, yeah, and then maybe in, in another year, we can, we can do a feelings check-in. Yeah. And I think like we have a, we, you know, like we would love to, to like a rope in some, like some listeners for this like farewell tour. So maybe someone who is smarter than me can explain what we need here. Gina? <laughs> I'm like, you're the one that needs the tape. I feel, I I'm, feel I'm need pulling up the voicemail. Our audio farewell tour. We are not getting on airplane again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Although the touring was fun, but maybe that was just because Anne wrote such hilarious parody lyrics to all those Disney songs that I ill advisedly sang in front of those audiences. Sorry, <laughs> slash, you're welcome for that acapella moment. Man, um, touring, so fun, but also for me, such a like affirming decision that this is not what I want to do with my life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we do like to be, we we like the closet era, but not being closeted, just quiet in our own spaces. Yeah. I'm not a rapper. I need to stay home. If you want to share what Call Your Girlfriend has meant to you, your thoughts on this change, um, favorite episodes, favorite episode titles. This is just from my personal insights research. Our voicemail line will stay open, 714-681-2943. I would also love um, bestie dedications. So if you have something or someone you want to shout out in the final days of this show, the final episodes to run, also leave us a voicemail at 714 681 Two nine four three. If you met your bestie at a Call Your Girlfriend live event show and you tell us a good story about it, I will absolutely put it on the air. 714-681-2943. 714-681-CYGF. Ugh. I also have an editorial request, which is if there's something that we have never talked about on the show... Um, you know, kind of in the style of those early episodes where it's just the two of us talking about 15 million different things per episode. Um, leave that in your voicemail or send us an email, um, callyrgf at gmail.com and um, give us a subject matter prompt for these early 2022 farewell episodes. Oh, yeah. And um, non-US listeners, you can also email us an audio recording of your message to callyrgf at gmail.com. And you can put voicemail in the subject line. 
Yeah. Or anyone who wants to do that, honestly. If That's the idea true. of the voicemail beep terrifies you, you can send a little recording. Okay. Yeah. I, I promise then I will send a little recording. <laughs> Aren't you going to do that after the after we're done here? <laughs> um, oh, wait. I had one more prompt, but it's gone. Oh, sorry. Did I? No, you're good. You're good. You're good. Well, you can do all your prompts on some really flashy note cards for Instagram soon. So don't worry about it. And don't tweet at Amina if you have something that you thought we got wrong that you've been desperate to tell us all these years. <laughs> yeah, that's really the headline. Be here. brave enough wow. to send an email remember, with your name on remember it. Remember when people used to like oh. write me wild email on this show? Like only to you? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, Ugh. this was before the troubles, before we solved racism. Now nobody writes me ever again. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Amina, you're like that. You're like that uh, meme that's like, I hope this email never finds you. Yeah. I hope you're free. Yeah, the email stopped finding me. Joe Biden fixed racism, so nobody writes me wild email anymore. Ugh, thank you to everybody. That is so... Well, we like did we did this for eight years. How wild! And it's not completely done yet. I so. know. Longest job I ever had. I'll take it. <laughs> so we'll see you for much of the rest of 2021, and I'll see you both on the internet. Yeah, I'll see you on the internet, and we'll see the listeners um, for a while. We're not going anywhere for a while, so uh, tune in. I'll see the two of you in the CYG group chat. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, Sorry, that's kind of exclusive, isn't it? See you on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> exclusive. Anne, Gina, and Amina stop podcasting so they can ch- so they can text each other more. Love it. So they can devote more time to the group thread. <laughs> You can find us many places on the internet, callyourgirlfriend.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. We're on all your faves. Subscribe, rate, review, you know the drill. Call us back, leave a voicemail at 714-681-2943. That's 714-681-CYGF. You can email us, callyrgf at gmail.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter at callyrgf. And you can buy our book, Big Friendship, anywhere you buy books, but we are really partial to independent bookstores. Our theme song is by Robin. Original music composed by Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs. Our logos are by Kanisha Sneed. Our producer is Jordan Bailey. This podcast is executive produced by Gina Delvac. <laughs>